the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Bradley Levergood and Maya Singh. Bradley and Maya are first-year students in our full-time MBA class of 2023, and they recently joined me on the podcast to talk a little bit more about their adventure, Clarify. If you're interested in entrepreneurship, if you're interested in learning more about resources available to students who have this passion for launching their own venture here at the Darden School of Business, as well as at the University of Virginia, this conversation is essential listening. So without further ado, here's my interview with Bradley Levergood and Maya Singh. Maya, Bradley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Well, it's great to have you here. When we got on, it's part of the warm-up conversation. Our listeners don't know this, but there's always like five to 10 minutes of just discussion about what the conversation is going to be. And I had mentioned that I feel like every roughly couple of months or so, I get an email and your name is in it. And the email relates to some some portion of the E-Cup competition and all the success that y'all have been having. So... Uh, first of all, congratulations. Uh, it sounds like it's been a pretty incredible ride thus far. Thank you so much. That's that's definitely right. Yeah, we um, so we previously about a month ago won the discovery phase of the eCup, which has to do with customer discovery. So like, who is your product for? Um, and this past week, we applied for the launch phase of the eCup, which is to say, you know, we have our we have our product or we're close to having our product. We know who our customer is. We're fairly confident about it. And now we're ready to go out and expand. So it has been a ton of fun um, to participate. But yeah, I appreciate it. Maya, one of the things that I've talked with some of, I guess, your maybe your classmates, uh, as well as other eCup participants about here on the podcast is just how helpful the process of getting ready for the you know e-cup the different phases the making the pitch the presentation getting that feedback whether you're successful or not or you win the money or or not that that process is super helpful to people particularly in kind of an early stage of a venture as you're still trying to kind of figure out what you're about and where the opportunity may be um, has that been helpful to, to y'all yeah, absolutely. The Batten Institute does a really great job of providing some structure to us to each of the different phases of the competition. So like Bradley mentioned, the first part was around customer discovery, and we really had to uh, think about how we interact with our customers and really think about uh, the product from a customer back perspective. So that was super helpful to be able to have some structure around thinking critically about the customer experience for the first phase. And now, you know, we're in the launch phase. So they've provided some great uh, structure around thinking about having us forcing us to think about the total addressable market and our business plan and our revenue model and all of these good things. So it's been super helpful to, yeah, have some structure through this process. And yeah, regardless of outcome, it's been super beneficial to work through creating the slides and thinking through all of these different pieces of uh, creating a business. So it's been cool. All right. Well, how are y'all doing generally, Bradley? Uh, you post spring break now. Uh, it's starting to warm up. I'm looking here at my computer. It's a sad commentary on the world when, like, your computer tells you it's really nice outside, and you're like, "Oh, that's <laughs> that's nice." <laughs> but nevertheless, it's 77 degrees here in DC. I'm sure similar weather uh, in Charlottesville. Um, so, how how are things going? 
Things are going really well. So um, at Darden, we uh, we have a core program for the first three quarters. So that's leading up to spring break. Um, and that is really like trial by fire. There's, you know, it's, it's a lot of business fundamentals, which as a technical person, I really didn't possess. Um, so it was a lot of work, but also a huge opportunity to, to learn more about those elements and be more helpful in the, the items that Maya had just uh, alluded to. And now post spring break, the weather is getting very nice and we're starting to take more electives. So Maya and I are both taking an effectual entrepreneurship course, which is talking about how to build uh, an endeavor or a venture, excuse me, um, by leveraging the people and resources around you rather than, you know, the, I think the stereotype that you kind of have to be a, a superhero that can do it all. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I've learned more and more about effectual entrepreneurship through the podcast, mostly talking mm -hmm. with people who've been in these kinds of classes, occasionally getting an interview with a faculty member uh, that works in this area. And I do think there's this myth of the entrepreneur uh, this kind of unicorn billion dollar idea. And when you actually take a step back and sort of unpack that people do entrepreneurship all the time, like small, small businesses, yeah. you know, they're looking just to solve a problem, meet a market, whatever the case may be. And then I, I really do uh, think that effectual entrepreneurship is really compelling because it's, you know, to get out there, test it, you know, with what you have, go do something, get some feedback, you know, and continue to iterate. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a, really powerful thing for students, particularly if you're starting to explore what might be possible. Um, it, it makes it feel less daunting. Let's put, let's put it that way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We actually, when we got started, we, uh, we tested our core concepts without developing like any of our own code. We just put together a, a package essentially of existing software because we just wanted to see like, is this going to work? Um, so uh, that's definitely something that, that I take to heart. And it's really cool to see that there's an academic field that that aligns with that approach and Maya how are you doing post spring break it's it's April it's beautiful time in Charlottesville yeah it's been great uh taking the electives have been super fun and the all of the social spring social activities here at Darden are picking up as well so Darden Cup is in full swing we had cricket uh last uh weekend and we have kickball coming up and basketball a few weeks before. So all sorts of fun stuff happening uh, around Brown. So it's, yeah, it's super, super fun to be here these days. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit more about your respective stories. Maya, can I start with you? Uh, tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and maybe, maybe what you did before coming to Darden. Yeah, absolutely. So I am originally from Rochester, New York. Um, so born and raised there, spent uh, 18 years of my life in the cold and then decided I needed to um, get away. So I actually came to UVA for my undergrad. So I am a soon-to-be double who, which I'm very excited about. And at UVA, I studied biomedical engineering and then I pivoted to Capital One, where I was a business analyst for a few years, focusing on product analytics. So working on our digital products from an analytics perspective, and then actually became a product manager for one of our customer facing uh, features in our web and mobile app. So it was really a great experience before uh, business school, but I knew similarly to Bradley, like, 
I didn't have any sort of fundamental business knowledge. So Darden, the core and the academics in particular are very well known to prepare students to become great business leaders. And uh, I've definitely learned a lot in core. I feel like from everything from accounting to economics to finance, I hadn't seen any of that material before. And now I really feel like I can speak intelligently to all of these concepts. So yeah, the core was definitely grueling, but well, well worth it. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, we've, we've talked quite a bit with first year students about the core curriculum and I, it's well known for being challenging um, and really pushing folks. One of the things that I've thought a lot about is students have described it to me and also reflected upon it as they, they're typically where you are now, um, not in it, in it necessarily, a little bit past it and kind of looking back. And the thing that students will oftentimes share is that they felt like, yes, I did a lot of work and I was really pushed, but there was like a purpose to it all. It wasn't just like just trying to keep you busy. Would that, does that resonate with you, Maya? Yeah, absolutely. I think particularly the case method brought that to life because every day in the classroom, we were looking at real life applications. We had, uh, in particular, you know, I'm interested in technology and we had a bunch of cases on uh, the applications of the concepts that we were learning in class to tech companies. And it really helped me, uh, to your point, have a purpose uh, uh to everything that we were doing and really see the real life applications. So I, I appreciated that in particular about the case method. And Bradley, same question for you. Tell us a little bit more about you and, and your background, what you did before coming to Darden. Yeah, yeah. So um, as an undergrad, I did, I had a background in electrical engineering, um, computer science and psychology. Uh, and so then post graduating from that, I, moved to the DC area and I'm originally from the Northern Virginia area. So not too far from home uh, and worked at Booz Allen Hamilton. So it's a, a government consulting firm, uh, particularly in their IT space. So doing that, I supported one main client, but worked with a lot of their subdivisions uh, on a lot of different technologies. And so uh, my favorite part about working there had to do with the ability to touch on a lot of different technologies. I love learning new things all the time. Um, but it didn't allow me the flexibility to, you know, really uh, move, I guess, as quickly as I wanted because it was a governmental space. Um, and so I wanted to be able to get more into the commercial realm, uh, if you will. And business school seemed like a great way to be able to do that and do that effectively um, so that not only would it serve as kind of a signaling pivot point, but I'd also have those skills that um, we both touched on uh, to, to actually go make an impact. Um, at the same time, about a year before I decided, decided to come to Darden, I started um, working with our co-founder on this venture. So it was a lot more of the, of the technical aspects. So I'm the, the CTO of the company. So doing a lot more of the building stuff, the stuff that I was like super comfortable with. Um, but then once I got to Darden, I was able to kind of see a little bit more of the, the forest for the trees and uh, start having, you know, uh, broader conversations about strategically where are we going, you know, how are, how are we planning on implementing stuff um, from a customer perspective rather than just being able to say, okay, this is a cool idea. Let me make this work. Um, so definitely been uh, a lot of fun. So Bradley, you come to Darden and, and you mentioned um, 
you know, having more of a technical background, and now all of a sudden you're you're taking a core curriculum, finance, accounting, marketing, operations, et cetera. But what was that adjustment process like? I should also note you're you're learning through the case method too, so that might be somewhat new to you too. Yeah, absolutely. I actually. Um, so to Maya's point, I thought the case method was particularly good. And that's the one of the primary reasons that I wanted to come to Darden in particular, because the case method is a conversation in class. Um, you're not getting talked at uh, for an hour and a half. You're having to come up with ideas, defend those ideas, be wrong about those ideas, or maybe be, be right, but broaden your perspective. But it all stems from, you know, having to communicate and talk Uh which, you know, as a, as an engineer is not always your role. Sometimes like a lot of times you're kind of, you're putting together the black box and you're just telling people the black box works. So, uh, you know, I had to switch from just coming in and being like, the numbers are right period to defending it and turn and translating it into something meaningful. Cause you can have a, you know, sweet equation, but people, if people can't understand it or understand why it's valuable, then it isn't particularly useful. So being able to broaden uh, particularly that communication skill set and to connect that technical mathematical background to like real world um, implementations uh, has been huge for me. It's interesting what you just shared there around you know, just uh, having to explain in, in the why. Um, when we talk with faculty, particularly who teach in areas like quantitative analysis or even finance, um, what they'll share is like, Okay, yeah, you might have a really slick spreadsheet where like you've got the numbers worked out, but you still have to come up with a story. You have to be able to sell it to people. You have to be able to explain it. And mm -hmm. I, that is oftentimes overlooked, right? A lot of prospective students in particular will really gravitate towards more of the skills end of things. Like, I just want to be able to do this and that or the other thing and or know this vocab. Mm -hmm. But a lot of where you spend time in the case method is the rationale. Why, why this decision and kind of everybody's looking at the same thing, but what led you to get to this uh, particular point and, and derive the conclusion that you derived? And, and I think it's a very powerful exercise for, for students. Yeah, both in terms of gaining that experience, but then also when you have to explain the why, you can, you can notice, you know, even if your math was right, you might have been overlooking a fundamental thing that either can't be captured by the math or that you need to adjust your, your math for. So. Um, broader viewpoint for sure. Excellent. All right, Maya. So you, you somewhat similarly, right? You, you mentioned having a more of a technical background. You'd worked in this kind of tech related space before coming to Darden. And all of a sudden you're plunged into this core curriculum case method. What was that adjustment like? Yeah, I think in particular, I had been surrounded by many people who thought similarly to me uh, before coming to Darden. And what I found particularly valuable was being in a classroom with such a diverse set of peers. So everyone was able to share their unique viewpoints. And it was some of the coolest uh, moments in class were not learning accounting from the professor, but from the CPAs in our class and hearing about people's times and finance on the trading floor and hearing from our marketers in class and our marketing class. So I think, um, that was probably the biggest change for me was being in a room full of people with so many different perspectives and backgrounds. And that is why I came to Darden and why I wanted to be at a place that in which the students were uh, the ones who were doing the teaching, essentially. So it was 
it was a really uh, good good thing for me to be pushed uh, from people who thought a little differently than me. So it did take it did take some adjusting at first, but um, super super valuable. Well, I want to explore and talk a little bit more about your your venture. This was the precipitating idea of you know inviting you on the podcast. We we always try to highlight student ventures here on the podcast. One because you know, do think that there's quite a bit of resources here for folks, uh, both at Darden and at the university broadly. There's a great community of people. You have all your classmates, you have faculty, you have alumni tap into. So in a lot of ways, it's a, a great way to kind of get a sense of, you know, the people who are here in, this, in the community and the way that it works uh, for students. Um, and so how did the two of you connect, Bradley? Um, how did you, you had mentioned yeah. that you had actually started uh, the venture maybe a, about a, a year before showing up at Darden. So how, yeah, did, you and, yeah. how did you and Maya connect? So, uh, you know, to your point about being able to connect with people at Darden, that is where we connected. So um, <laughs> my co-founder and I um, have, uh, how do I want to put this? We tend to agree on, on a lot of things, but we're not the most... Uh, structured individuals. Uh, and so when we came to Darden, we really wanted to both expand our kind of like set of, of viewpoints and also um, get a little bit of help, you know, making sure that we're staying on, on task rather than just like charging full ahead, which is uh, my preferred mode of operation. Um, and so we actually put out uh, a general um, call to the Darden community asking for anybody that would be interested in it. Um, and in being a product uh manager for us. And um, Maya uh, connected with us and she was one of the few um, people that we talked to that really questioned um, kind of our assumptions and things, which to her earlier point about having differing viewpoints, we were just like, we need this, like we need to, <laughs> we need to nail, nail this down. Um, so uh, it's been great to be able to leverage the, the Darden community um, in terms of both that connection and then also the broader student support. All right, Maya, I have a question for you. But before we get there, I want to ask just for our listeners. So we kind of started to set the scene. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about the venture. Bradley, can I come back to you for this question? Absolutely. And then I'll give Maya a chance to chime in if she has anything else to add. But what, what is, what's the name of the venture? What is it all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the name of the venture is uh, Clarify Technologies or Clarify for short. And that's the same as the normal word, except there's an I at the end instead of a Y. Um, and our... Uh, venture is focused around building tools for students, particularly those with ADHD, to stay focused while they're doing their digital homework. Um, it was born from our CEO's own experience with ADHD, uh, plus, you know, COVID turning everything digital, um, making a lot of the traditional uh, tools that students have to stay focused uh, non-feasible because non they're all analog. It, it happens to circle around, put your electronics away. So we have tried to digitize a lot of the tools and lessons that he learned um, and backing it with, with research. Um, and so the main components of that are both limiting distractions, but then also providing a gamification element to add a, uh, you know, a cooler incentive to try and make it a little bit more fun. Well, Maya, I'm curious, you have some product management background. You've mentioned your role at Capital One. What attracted you to this opportunity in working with Bradley and, and the team? Yeah, in particular, the mission of the company really, really appealed to me. I 
was looking to get involved in something that helped people. And it was super inspiring to hear the CEO's story and his experience with ADHD and his motivations to create this product to help students complete their online homework. So that was a huge draw for me. And uh, Bradley and the CEO are just so fun to work with. And from our first meeting, I knew they would be a great uh, motivated team to be a part of. So I, that was also super encouraging that they were excited about the venture and I saw a huge, huge potential and the number of students that we could build an amazing product for just really uh, inspired me. And uh, yeah, I'm super grateful to have been selected to join the team. So Bradley, it sounds like the the CEO of the company, there's a real personal connection here. Is your, mm-hmm. is your connection to this work similarly personal or what attracted you to the idea um, when you got involved with the venture? Yeah, so it's a, a couple different things. So first is um, I have a, a personal qu- connection with the CEO. We went to undergrad together, um, and so you know he just reached out to me, uh, wanting you know some some technical advice. And similar to my, it seemed like a huge, uh, like a great mission and a huge po- uh, possibility of potential. I just kind of repeated myself there. Um, but uh, it was really cool because it involved a lot of different technologies, which kind of sparked the the nerd component in me as well. Um, but then additionally, I don't have ADHD, but I do have um, cerebral palsy. And so being able to kind of do something to help students that uh, might struggle with kind of their own abilities or, or differences, it's called difference learning that we focus on, um, resonated with me, if not specifically, at least on a more general level. So you both have referenced this kind of potential of the idea. And just even as you were describing it, I mean, so we are all on these screens a lot more these days. Uh, We've got phones, a zillion things competing for our attention. It does feel like this market is pretty vast. Um, I I imagine that had to be on on your mind. Of course, now we're in this pandemic uh, where... It seems like this more virtual medium is going to be with us for a while. And um, that had to be exciting to you. Yeah, absolutely. I was really excited, especially when I got to use the product myself to work on my homework and cases. I was able to see how this could be so impactful, not only to students with ADHD, but to anyone really. So that to your point, just really being able to see the help that the tool gave me really inspired me to um, think about, yeah, this could help a lot of, a lot of people and um, really want to make a product that, is effective and uh, helps helps people save time more than anything else. I mean, that's our most valuable resource, right? So would much rather be, you know, at a baseball game or kids playing outside or something like that than working on their online homework. So um, yeah, it's been a huge time saver and uh, hopefully, yeah, we can share it with many more people, even those who don't have ADHD. So Bradley, I want to focus in in particular on the time that you and Maya have been working together, your time kind of here, here at Darden, maybe how the, how the idea, how the venture has evolved since you started here. So 
any thoughts uh, that you'd like to share? Yeah. So, um, like I said, Maya has been wonderful to have on the team. Um, I think she's been a great voice in terms of being able to help us take uh, the ideas that, that we've generated uh, previously and help us build on, on those to like, think about how we want to build out like our last feature sets. So there are some things like sending um, notifications to, to parents to let them know of their students' progress um, and making sure we implement that well that, that Maya's been huge in. And she's also been uh, great in helping us coordinate um, additional developers um, and make sure that everybody's working in unison and on the same page. Uh, so uh, really indispensable uh, asset to the team. So my, how similar is the work that you're doing now to what you've done previously and how much is the work, the approach that you're taking now been informed by the experience you've had at Darden? Yeah, I think before when I was in product management at a pretty large company, there was a lot of structure and, uh, practically unlimited resources, but to the point of effectual entrepreneurship, uh, we really in this very early stage startup, we've had to uh, work with what we have, which has been, it has been a very different experience. We've had to be scrappy. We've had to pivot. We've had to, um, yeah, work on the fly. And it's been a really, really valuable experience and in quite a bit of contrast to my previous um, experiences. But I do think that working at sort of working on this early stage, a startup has also given me a chance to apply a lot of the things that we've learned in the core because we're Bradley and I are kind of acting like general managers in a sense of this um, small startup. So yeah, we have to think about the business plan and, you know, crunch some potential cash flows for the business and think about how we're going to market the product and what the actual revenue model is going to look like. So taking things from marketing, taking things from finance and, um, yeah, it's been it's been cool to actually see the application of some of the things that we've learned in core and yeah, sort of use that general management skill set and apply it to the startup. It's been it's been cool. And Bradley, our listeners can't see this, but as Maya was talking, I noticed that you were uh, agreeing with her and head mm -hmm. nodding and this kind of thing. So it sounds like what she's sharing resonates with you. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, correct. We've kind of, it's kind of all hands on deck, uh, you know, maybe not all the time, but for as much time as, as we have, um, given the, the academic uh, obligations, but uh, it has been very cool to really kind of apply stuff in real time. So like we learned something in uh, like our finance class and then immediately make that connection of like, how does this apply to what we're doing uh, with our with our venture? Um, so it's really made the experience of starting a company um, exponentially more valuable, I think, because just being in that culture is is an experience all its own. You know, the fast paced nature of it, but being able to expand your knowledge and immediately apply it uh, makes it all the more worthwhile. Has having this venture this going concern throughout this first year is that has it been helpful to you just generally maybe as an outlet or a way for you to kind of 
maybe it can be a little hard, I think, particularly during quarter one and quarter two for students as they're just getting up and running um, to kind of be able to feel like, oh, yeah, this is how this is helping me. And I'm immediately applying this. Maybe having the venture kind of gives important context to what you're learning in class. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, so it, yeah, like you said, there's a, it was a way to, um, immediately show ourselves the value of, of what we were learning at the same time. Um, you know, I did have to learn how to take a little bit more of a, of a step back to be able to accommodate all of the, um, you know, all of the obligations, especially in the, the first three quarters, which was a really valuable lesson for me in and of itself. Um, to do better kind of time management, objective management, um, and learn how to, you know, expand our team and, and help everybody like be more, I guess, empowered instead of trying to do the, like the superhero act of like trying to develop everything. Maya, I think what Bradley shared there is really interesting to think about because oftentimes when you think about startups and ventures, you're thinking about like endless amounts of time and, you know, late nights and all this kind of thing, which of course is not a luxury that that full-time MBA students at the Darden School have. You don't have endless time. You've got so many things competing uh, for your hours during the day. So um, what was it like to try to carve out this time? Any lessons that you learned along the way? Yeah, I think for me in particular, it was really just putting it on the calendar. I mean, that's sort of, um, I live and die by my calendar. So setting aside time to work on cases, of course, having class scheduled, but then also setting aside time to work on clarify was absolutely critical. So I think to Bradley's point, the time management becomes extra important when you are a full-time student and also working on a startup, but it is very much possible. I think that goes to like, we've been learning about in our effectual entrepreneurship class, um, founders and entrepreneurs can uh, take on all different shapes and sizes. And uh, that includes being a student and being a very busy, <laughs> busy one at that. So uh, yeah, it's been cool to see that we can indeed juggle these things and make, make progress both, uh, in our academics and on the ventures. So it's been rewarding for sure. So much of what you just shared, Maya, I interview a lot of our executive MBA students and alumni on our Exec MBA podcast and the sister podcast to Experience Darden. And it's so interesting to hear them talk about time management strategies while they're in the program. And so much of it is about being highly scheduled and putting things on the calendar, like to the point, like, some of them even talk about like blocking out time for like family time. And I know that sounds really strange uh, because like, well, shouldn't that just happen? But we're talking about like being very intentional with how you're using your time day to day and kind of putting in non-negotiables and things that you absolutely want to make sure are built in so that other people in your life know that this is your, your time. So if you are trying to schedule something else or a meeting, someone sees uh, that just as you see it in processing like, oh, yes, this is my time. To do that, it actually encourages people to be more productive because uh, it it it, it basically, you basically have this window and that's your window and you got you got to get it done because um, you have other things coming up and so I think that's a surprising thing but you of course don't have endless time so being more structured makes makes a lot of sense so so you've had this e cup experience you've been you've been working through this 
Um, and so where are things right now, Maya, with, with, uh, with Clarify and, you know, where kind of, and I'm going to ask you both this, this question, like, where do you, where do you see things going? What are you really excited about? Yeah. So the product is itself is really coming along. We, uh, have been building out our feature set, like Bradley mentioned, trying to create a product that is helpful to students and parents alike so that, uh, everyone can be fully aware and celebrate the students' successes. So we're getting the product ready and are really excited to be working towards a sort of commercial launch and, uh, sort of, yeah, selling this product pretty soon, hopefully at the beginning of um, the next school year, maybe around August. So that's sort of what we're working towards. And at the same time, working with our existing students to make sure we're iterating on the product and building a pretty robust uh, product through constant feedback from the students and parents that we have existing relationships with. So that's uh, sort of the current state of the product. So it sounds like a, a fair amount of user testing has gone into this, Bradley. And how do you find the students? Have your classmates been helpful to you? Or are you working with also, I imagine, students across a lot of different ages and educational levels, too? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. So our, um, our target range is, uh, generally speaking, um, fifth through 12th grade. Um, and to your point, we've tested this with uh, roughly, my, correct me if I'm wrong, but roughly 90, 90 plus students. Um, and I believe we have around like 20 current active users that we're getting that feedback from uh, that we're trying to iterate on as we're completing that, that MVP product. Um, definitely gotten a lot of feedback and advice from classmates as well, uh, from both like product feature discussions to also uh, helping us with those ECUP presentations. Um, to Maya's point about, about where the product is, uh, completely agree with everything that she said. Another element that I'm super excited about is that uh, I will be participating or we will be participating in the Batten um, iLab incubator over the summer, which is a great way to both um, leverage the the Batten Darden community uh, work with, uh, I think there are like 15, I need to double check that, uh, entrepreneurs from, uh, from the UVA community um, as well as just have like a dedicated carved out time over the summer to, to really push us to that uh, commercial launch in the August timeframe. That's awesome. I was wondering if the iLab would come up as part of, part of this. I was, gonna, I was curious about how you're spending your summer. So not surprised to uh, hear that your, your venture is part of, part of that story. You mentioned gamification. Um, cause when I was first thinking about your ideas, like, Oh, a focus thing. And then you, then you said, you know, like gamifying it. And I'm really curious, what does that look like Bradley from a user experience standpoint? Yeah. So from a user experience standpoint, um, each student is given their own like customizable avatar or like character. Um, so they can change that avatar to match whatever appearance they'd, they'd like. Um, and then the gamification element is that we give them a tool to help them plan or like segment out their work, which they're then incentivized through both like experience points, uh, putting that in quotes for, for their um, character to, to level up um, and getting progressively cooler like level names and also gems. There's, a, there's basically like a shop where as you complete homework, um, you get gems to then buy cooler and cooler equipment for that, that character. So accessorizing out 
the character itself as well. And you get to see your own progress um, in your, like on your desktop or within the application as you're working. So it's not like uh, back of mind or anything like that. It's very immediately, you get to see the progress that you're making as you're working. That's so fascinating. Um, was this always part of the deal or did this come to the, the team as you were starting to develop the idea a little bit further? So um, the, that primary point of being able to see your progress as you were going um, was definitely one of the first components that we had. Um, the, the exact like structure and flow of like how we could help the students plan or segment out their work has been a function of testing and figuring out what does and doesn't work. Um, I will say that the overall UI, we actually did, uh, we actually asked a lot of our like first two waves of students we gave, we showed them the UIs that we had been considering and we actually had their input to, to help us choose, you know, what we decided to go with. Um, and then the last component is the, the level to which, um, you know, there are rewards at the end uh, with that kind of like equipment. And we have other things that we're, we're working on rolling out like uh, activity streaks, that kind of thing has uh, also kind of developed as we've been working. My, I would imagine given your interests in, in tech and all these kinds of things. I mean, this has to be a tremendous opportunity for you to work closely with customers and go through this iterative process of developing user experience and interface and kind of this the avatar thing is really, really cool to me. Um, how do you make homework more fun for kids and like keep them focused on it? I think that's such a novel solution. I mean, I, I have to think that this is a pretty, pretty exciting thing to work on. Yeah, it's been amazing to work through the product development cycle, essentially from the ground up. So taking the user feedback, doing that discovery, and then working through the designs, getting feedback on the designs, and then working through the implementation has been really cool. And then constantly iterating on that and seeing uh, the reactions from the students, especially when we share a new feature or a new idea has been probably the most rewarding. It's been really, really cool to interact with the students and the parents and to hear what's been going really well and where things can improve. So yeah, all around this super, super valuable experience. Well, I have a last question. Uh, for you, um, Maya, and I'd like to kind of start uh, with you. Um, when you when you came to Darden, did you imagine being involved with this kind of thing, or is this like is this just been serendipitous for you? Do you happen to you know get this email? Gosh, that sounds interesting. I'm going to go to this meeting. Uh, I'm curious. Yeah, I think when I came to Darden, I didn't necessarily know exactly what I was going to be spending my time on. You know, I went to the clubs fair, I did all of the things you do in the beginning of the year. And then yeah, Bradley, I think it was like a team's message that you posted in the tech club group mm -hmm. or something. It just I, I came across it. And I was like, this seems really cool. I can truly practice product management with such a cool team and product. And yeah, I per pursued it. And to your point, Brett, it wasn't mostly serendipitous. It was sort of fell into my lap. And it's been uh, one of the most valuable experiences I've had thus far at Darden for all of the reasons that we talked about throughout this podcast. So 
yeah, I'm super grateful to, for that team's message, I guess. So we're grateful so that you read it. <laughs> grateful that I read it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about. If you guys ever get on how I built this, you'll have to say, well, you kind of, at least for this portion of the story, started with the team's message in a tech club uh, yeah. <laughs> group. So, um, Bradley, uh, you know, obviously your story with Clarify goes back a little bit further. Um, but did you always have that entrepreneurial itch? Did you always want to, you know, start something for yourself? So I, yes, I think so. Um, to Maya's earlier point there, you know, entrepreneurs take all, uh, shapes and sizes. So I, I don't know that I imagined myself being this far along in a, in a venture, this cool. Um, you know, I, I've always had like an itch to, to build things but they've always been more as like side projects where, you know, if I uh, could think of a way to monetize them, like that would be cool. Uh, but nothing quite this, uh, this mission driven. Um, and so this was a really cool experience for me to, to kind of expand my horizons um, and really, you know, start, start trying to really put myself out there rather than just kind of constantly thinking about ideas that might be cool to build. All right. Well, we ask everybody on the on the show the same last question. Um, is there a piece of advice uh, you would share with our listeners? Bradley, I'll come to you first. Um, so the piece of advice that I would share with our listeners from a Darden perspective is uh, lean on your classmates. Uh, I think we've mentioned it in a variety of ways, but um, you'd be coming to a community that has all sorts of different viewpoints, talent sets, and is just genuinely impressive to be in. Um, and so you don't need to do it all. Um, there are people that can, that can help you and want to help you and vice versa. All right, Maya, you get the last word here. A piece of advice for our listeners. Yeah, I think to Bradley's point, taking advantage of the Darden community is probably going to be the most valuable um, ways people can spend their time. So you might be in a scenario where you have to choose between doing case a, a case alone in your room or going to a Darden Cup event. And I would encourage people to consider going, going and putting themselves out there and meeting people because at the end of the day, the relationships that we form at Darden are going to, I think, be the most valuable things we take away. So that would be uh, my piece of advice. Don't, don't tell my accounting professor that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. They probably would agree. I think they would agree. So, <laughs> and I will say, Maya, you're not the first person to have shared that particular piece of advice. That you know, <laughs> you if if pushed, you know, case versus you know, spending time with your classmates and in developing those relationships, you can lead on your learning team. You can find a way to be ready for the, for that class. But um, you know, the relationships that you develop, those are those are sticky. Those are for life. You're going to take that out with you. You may remember that accounting case. You may you may not. Uh, but those relationships are going to be with you for a very, very long time. So um, such a pleasure talking with both of you. Thank you for coming on the show. And uh, thank you all. And thank you also for sharing, you know, part, part of your entrepreneurial journey with our listeners. It's so much fun talking with student founders uh, here on the, on the podcast and, and good luck in the launch phase uh, of the E-Cup. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. And uh, yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. 
And that was my interview with Bradley Levergood and Maya Singh, two first-year students in our full-time MBA class of 2023. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. You can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.